my first wife left me. I left my second wife. But if this wife tries anything like that, I'll kill her. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City, I swear to God, comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I'll take one of those things that you, that, you know, it's on the fingernail clippers, but it's like comes it's like a little file about that big. I'm gonna, I would stick it right into her throat, and I would go, "That's what you get in a peninsular residential neighborhood, a beach and leisure entertainment destination near the Channel, part of the Lower Bay." In the southwestern part of the borough of Violent, violent Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Was that not Q enough for you? The borough's so violent, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. they named it Brooklyn. Coney Island, between 1880 and World War II, was the largest amusement area in the United States, with three competing amusement parks at its height. Well, it was the center of technological events as well, among the innovations of Coney Island electric lights, roller coasters, and baby incubators. No one could be more amusing than that. Uh, Luna Park, damaged by fire in 1944, closed in 46. Dreamland woke up, and then in 1964, Steeplechase Amusement Park closed. All the rides were auctioned off. The property was sold to Fred Trump, father of the new president, Donald J. Trump. And he was convinced that amusement was dead. And he tried to have it all rezoned into residential. He's gonna build high rises and shit. He even had a funeral for the amusement park in Coney Island. And in true Trump fashion, because he can't spell funeral without fun, invited the press, and he had girls in bikinis hand out hot dogs, followed by stones. They handed everybody stones, and they were all invited to throw them through the stained glass of the pavilion. But he couldn't kill amusement all the way, and it just turned into a freak show. Joining me now, Marissa Rivas. She's the uh, executive producer of Sirius XM Rush, Hi. which is all about uh, violence. We like violence on Rush. Combat sports. Combat sports. Now, tell me, what makes a sport a combat sport? I mean, if you mix martial arts, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Boxing. Right. It's, really, I think it's two people standing across from them, each other in a cage or a ring, getting ready to, to do battle. Yeah. yeah. Marriage, kind hand of. Hand. <laughs> Uh, hand to hand. Now they. Uh, now, when how did you first get into uh, that kind of shit, mixed martial arts? You know, I, I actually I, I started working at SiriusXM like right out of an internship. I was just a part timer there, and I was looking for opportunities. And lo and behold, the the one MMA show, the very first MMA show at SiriusXM, needed some help. Yeah. And I found my way in there, and uh, fell in love with the sport almost immediately. Oh uh, yeah. Now what what appealed to you about it? Well, you know, when I was younger. Pro wrestling was like the shit. I mean, it was the Attitude Era in the late 90s. Loved it. Me and my brother used to wrestle all the time. So I always liked the idea of people fighting. The Attitude Era? Is that an era in wrestling? It is. It's like this, The Rock and Stone Cold and when The Undertaker was at his best and the Kane Undertaker. You had the Mankind Undertaker Hell in the Cell, which is like legendary. So it was it was a great time for, for pro wrestling. Yeah, it was, really, it was really coming into its own as far as the showmanship part. Still WWF. It wasn't merged with WCW. They had the World Wildlife Foundation wasn't pissed off yet <laughs> about copyrights. You know, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. So back then, I liked that. So when I found out that, you know, this is a real sport, where there actually is real storylines that happen in MMA mm. with real people, um, you know, I realized that I don't know. I I like blood. I like I don't. I like to see people get knocked out. I, I don't know what it says about me, but nothing. It says that you that you have good taste. That you have like I think it's a very human thing to want to see somebody get knocked out. I mean, like uh, in in a situation like that where they're asking for it, because anybody who gets into a ring with some of these maniacs is just asking for it. 
Well, yeah, like they train. I mean, this is their livelihood. They train every single day to go do this, and they're it's a respectful art. You know, it's it's martial arts, right? So I mean, they train and and are very physically capable to go in there, and they know what they're getting themselves into. So yeah, well, no, I mean, I didn't mean to imply that they just take like a guy and just like. <laughs> Chip him into the ring and say, "Yeah, go for it. Here's a hundred bucks." But like martial arts is uh, something that, like, I, hey, look, I remember studying. I took karate. You know, we'd go get ice cream after, and uh, never was very good at it. But but I got a story. This guy was sitting around. There's a what do you call those guys that that run the fucking place? The sensei. Mm. He was in the dojo, and he says. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, don't understand what martial arts is all about. They think it's all about fighting and think it's all about battling and, and, and stuff. He goes, and self-defense, he goes, it's, not a, it's, it's about making peace. It's about being at peace with it. And he sort of gives this description of it, you know, this kind of lofty description, you know. And he goes, in a sense, Jesus Christ was the greatest martial artist who ever lived. And there's a guy sitting there named Jeff Miller. And it was like a long pause. And he just goes, uh, Jesus knew karate? <laughs> he was about to have a whole new respect for the bible yeah that's a weird metaphor for me i don't know <laughs> what makes jesus such a great martial artist i mean you'd have to talk to this sensei larry sensei larry from california oh, sensei. he would explain the whole thing it was ishan ru style you know and uh, yeah. let me tell you something i was uh i was not very good now do you ever go down to uh, coney island do you ever enjoy the uh, beach down there you know what's hilarious i've never been to Coney Island. Wow. It's blasphemous, I think. I mean, a lot of people haven't because, like, uh, why would you, you know? I mean, like, a... I mean, I'm born and raised right outside the city. It feels weird that I wouldn't have ever gone. Where were you born and raised? In northern New Jersey, in Bergen County. Oh, okay. Yeah, right across so, the river. Yeah, that's not, uh, yeah, that's not far enough. I mean, like, that's, in fact, that's where everybody comes from to go to, to Coney Island. Yeah. There, and a lot of Brooklyn, and a lot of, uh, it's, it's really a patchwork quilt <laughs> of just uh, sweaty ethnicity. Yeah. And swarthy uh, individuals and immigrants and uh, fat women in bikinis and guys in tidy whities walking slowly out into the ocean, maybe washing some of their clothes. It's 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 great to eat there. You go to Nathan's, you get some food, That's hot dogs, good. and then when you're done, you don't have to look for a garbage can. You just kind of bury it in the sand. Well, I don't know the, the concept of getting on a subway to go to a beach. What could be better than that? Though? Just. Just sounds so unappealing to me. Oh, it's the best. I see people with like their beach bag on the mm -hmm. subway. It's like ninety degrees in August in New York City. Everything smells. I don't know. It's not very beachy to me. Well, if you're trying to avoid the smell, don't go to Coney Island because <laughs> it does have a smell. It, I, it's, it's like yeah, you know, sometimes Penn Station. Every inch of it. It's like you know how you, you get off the train. It's like this fucking hot air, of, of, and it smells like a giant human shit. And, it, and it's like it's someone's holding it right in front of your face. And and sometimes that is happening. But <laughs> it, it smells like that either way. Coney Island's kind of like that in parts. Well, I like Coney Island. I've been there a lot. I usually go there at least once a year. I don't go to the uh, freak shows and stuff. It's 60,000 residents. They're up against a place called Seagate, right? That's to the west. Home of the Coney Island hot dog. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. It's a hot dog topped with a savory sauce. Oh, Maybe some other toppings. It looks delicious. What kind of savory sauce. What kind of savory sauce? It's, it's some brown. <laughs> barbecue sauce. I always I, I I say, imagine it being brown. I don't want to take a risk. I say, how savory is your sauce? <laughs> now that's uh, the 60th precinct. All together, we're looking at 105,000 residents. 2015, 25 rapes. 
That's 0.2395, or about a quarter of a rape per thousand people. So almost one rape for every 4,000 living in the precinct. And one Coney Island summer rape that got a lot of headlines in July of uh, 2015 was a very interesting case where it was on a Monday, July 13th, 2 a.m. that morning, an 82-year-old woman was outside sweeping up in front of her Coney Island home because uh, that's when you go out and sweep, 2 a.m., if you have dementia. A family member said she was living by herself and she'd constantly clean outside the house. She was a knee freak. That's the words of a family member. And she noticed, uh, she came back inside, relaxed or whatever, laid on her bed. There's a guy right next to her bed, near her bed, hiding. My biggest nightmare realized. Terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just for a guy just to be in there, laying in wait, lurking. Uh, and because uh, there's no good reason for him to be there. No. And you were just in your house. You went outside to sweep. You come back in. How the hell did you get in there? Yeah. How do you sneak past an 82-year-old woman with her back turned? <laughs> she was hard of hearing, too. Well, she saw him, though, and she said she started to walk backwards. He started to follow me. Then all of a sudden, I felt a hand on my neck. I was scared. And then he pushed her down on the bed. He placed a knife at her neck. He started to yell, give me the money. <laughs> if you're looking for money, Coney Island, old people, that's where you make a big score. If you want to make a big score... You know what you got to do? Time it right. Can I just show you this? The headline, the front page, today's New York Post. Yesterday's New York Post. I brought this in. This is what happened on New Year's Eve. This is what comes of the ball drop. These guys right here stole $6 million worth of jewels right at the stroke of midnight. Somebody had an inside... Uh, an inside source on some uh, some safes, but this guy looks look he looks right up into the fucking security camera, <laughs> and they got this great shot of him. It's kind of cute. That looks like a, yeah, I bet you know. I'll tell you something. If you know where this guy is, you better say something, Marissa. I mean, he looks like a lot of five seven seven tips. Well, he looks like a lot of the regular old guys. He's got uh, beard. He doesn't look that old to me though. Oh, no, he's cute. He's, he's got those eyes. You know, like an animal that you see in your headlights or something. It's like a like a possum you're about to run over. <laughs> it's good to know you find that appealing. But uh, he's, you know what? He's got say ten, twenty million dollars worth of jewels. Pretty brilliant, though. Everyone's uh, distracted. Yeah. Mariah Carey's just ruining New Year's uh, for everybody. Well, everybody made a big deal out of that, didn't it they? Felt really bad for her. I mean, all she did was walk around and talk and sell it. I mean, really, when you do, you really need to hear her saying, "I want to, I want to see the costume. I want to see the camel toe." And uh, like we're surprised, like Mar we know Mariah Carey can sing. I mean, do we know who we're talking about here? Yeah, she could have stormed off that stage after minute one, and she stayed for how long was that? Like I don't twelve know. minutes. I wasn't watching that. I, I watched it after. I, I was busy doing karaoke oh. at my boss's house because that's the way you spend New Year's Eve is singing "Touch Me by the Doors." That's my song. First time I did it at karaoke, nailed it. I like Harry. Well, they killed too. him. Yeah. What do you sing? Um, my, I do "Zombie" by the Cranberries. Oh yes, that's one. That's another one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> a rap occasionally, you know, whatever drunken people do when they when they sing on a mic. But yeah. I don't think I'm bad. You know who's good? Asian me is very good. You're very good. You're very very good karaoke singer, Ryan. I've been meaning to tell you that. Yeah, man. I, I try. I, I really love it. Your song choice. 
always baffles me. <laughs> yeah. He pulls up with something like uh, the other night he starts singing that uh, Adult Education by Hall and Oates. Yeah. How many, a lot of Hall and Oates songs, they got a deep catalog. Adult Education. Great song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was telling me that he sang uh, Man in the Box by Alice in Chains, and apparently he's brilliant at singing Man in the Box. Oh, That's yeah. impressive. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I assume so. It's, it's, it's one of those, uh, like, hey, hey, no, kind of Alice in Chains is much more, they harmonized a lot. It was a lot more chill and dark. Oh, it's like the band. Yeah. <laughs> like, take a load off Annie or something. <laughs> That's one you never want to sing. Any band song, really, right? I like the band. No, they, were, they were Dylan's backup band at first. Yeah. Yeah, but without Dylan... They're just the band. It's true. And then, uh, what's his name? The the drummer is uh, Levon Levon Helms. You know why I'm talking like that? That's Tim Wilson. Who's Tim Wilson? Well, Tim Wilson. He's my favorite comedian of all time. He uh, is is a guy who went down and uh, he's dead. He died of a heart attack a couple years ago, 52. Man, oh man, what a fucking incredible songwriter. And uh, he's you know he's wrote country songs and shit like that. But they were. I'm not into country music particularly at all, but all his songs were very, very good, well-written. He also wrote a book about Ted Bundy, about trying to, like, pin two more murders on him. He got a little obsessed with that. But the main thing is, this is how he talked all, all the time. Funny fucking guy. 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, had hands, like, fucking... I can't believe you asked me that. You know what? We're going to go down a Tim Wilson rabbit hole one of these days. As soon as you mentioned him, yeah, you mentioned this guy a lot, dude. I got to look into him. Yeah, he Always was a big fan things. of mine. And, uh, yeah, he's sorely missed. Legend. He's like your renaissance like man. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of was. I mean, he kinda was, writing yeah. books on Ted Bundy, writing country <laughs> music. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. And, uh, you know, like for that country voice, he, he was also, he had a, a black wife who was very attractive. So even more interesting now. I mean, I, I didn't mean to make it sound like uh, like that's such a thing. But but it's surprising. You don't expect a guy from Colum- Columbus, damn Georgia, to be a... we got to talk about this Coney Island thing. This is the strangest rape ever. Because who, by the way, okay, what, I'm going to go ahead and give it away. This guy rapes the 82-year-old woman. She's a terrified 4'10", 90-pound senior citizen. Called the next day to tell her son-in-law and daughter. She said a black man was in the house, beat her up, and told her not to call the police because he'd kill her family. Took the master keys to all the houses on the block. He, he claimed he had the master keys to all the houses on the block. She had all the master keys? She didn't have them. I said he took them, but he, he, he didn't take them. He told her that he had them. That's my bad. Oh, okay. Well, how about that? I mean, like, I guess that, that lady is, you know, she is very frightened. And uh, this, this guy, he was a young guy. He had a knife. And uh, he raped her for almost five hours. Oh, my God. Now, this is him right here. It's hard to come if you're just not into it, you know? That, By the way, for a perp walk, not an appropriate tie for that guy. <laughs> that guy got dressed up for that perp walk. That is a horrible tie. Yeah, that's that. it's a horror. You're right. And a brown suit. Never. Don't What's wear a brown suit. You don't get, well, if, if you're a fucking cop, a detective, you should need a brown suit. It's fine. What color is this? It's, I, I think no, a, bra- it's not a brown I wouldn't I have always... said it if it was brown because I don't <laughs> want to embarrass you. <laughs> It's impossible. This, this is not. This is the suit that like I put on. I put on some weight, and it's like, oh look, I can button it, 
and it doesn't look silly. Well, this guy right here is a rapist. Uh, and, 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 and now look at her. She's like, I am walking with a guy who fucks somebody twice my age, and I'm old already. Uh, well, she offered this guy while he was there before he raped her a Hawaiian shirt, a keepsake Hawaiian shirt that she'd purchased for her late husband, telling him, you look very good. You look very nice. <laughs> She's trying to butter him up. Oh my God. I'm like, just get out of here and take that shirt. And it bid to get her to, to leave without harming him. So he walked through the door after looting the place. He walked towards the front door, and then he turned and ordered her to get back in the bedroom where he raped her. And, uh, yep. Ignored her pleas. She was pleading for him to call 911 because she thought she was having a heart attack. Now, that's a lot of, like, you know, sort of faith to put in humanity that you think the guy is raping you for hours. Be, oh, what, you're hurt? <laughs> I'm very upset about this. Jesus, call an ambulance. That's not going to work. You really think at 82, you're past the point of where you can be raped. Like, I would feel very confident that I could walk down any street at 82. Sweep any hour of the day. Sweep, sweep all day long. Leave the door unlocked. Yeah, and, could, not, and not be raped. So you could sit on the porch with your legs spread. <laughs> yeah. Sign that says, come and get it, rapists. And, uh, and, and, and nothing would happen. You would think. 82, you would think. I guess, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's, see, that's where we think wrong. Because uh, it's not a, first of all, there's not that many 82-year-olds. You know, a lot of people die before that. Sure. Especially blacks. And I think she was black. Uh, but I don't know that for sure. But I believe black people die sooner than whites. Is that true? Isn't that true? Uh, Please look that up and make that, that true. Tap, tap. Oh, it's true. Okay. It's true. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Garrett. <laughs> it must be true. Yeah, I, I looked it up. <laughs> That's not a good Garrett impression. Um, I looked it up, and uh, I'm not too sure about that. Not good? That, that's, that, it sounds like him if he was, uh, like, on uh, fentanyl. <laughs> if, if you gave him the most powerful narcotic on earth. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's a violent act. It's not a sexual act. So attraction is not a thing. And an 82-year-old woman wouldn't be on the bottom of my list anyway. I, I, I would fuck her, but I would make her put socks on. <laughs> like, you got to cover those things up. I, and I think, too, with, like, different body types, it's really just how you kind of position yourself. Because you can have the greatest body. If you have get a bad angle, you're going to oh. look bad. Like, if she just, like, curved her hip a little bit and, like, shot this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole shot. art. <laughs> shot. You know, you shoot with the camera. Oh, oh, I see. So when you, so you, 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 you know about this. You've obviously you've posed. I mean, you've modeled. You've. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, in my own, you know, for my own purposes, I've modeled for myself. Oh right, right, yeah. right. You've taken some some uh, boudoir pics. Yeah. On your own. Sure. You know they're in the cloud. I know everyone's just when they put everything that. in the cloud. Who does that make feel safe? The cloud. I know. Call it the vault. Call it the <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So secure. Oh, they're on a cloud. You can't get those. Well, rape. Everybody's always talking about it. Rape and Star Wars. Seems like that's all you ever hear about. But whether you're for it or against it, you know, how many of us are gonna actually do something about it? Now, according to Huffington Post statistics. Uh, oh my gosh. Rape is constant. This is horrible. Oh, is this you? <laughs> That's me. Marissa Rives. 
Oh, my God. Turning it at the right angle. She's <laughs> <laughs> On the left. Hold on. Wait, what is that? To be fair, Whoops. I had my hair and makeup done in that picture, in those pictures, because I was going to a wedding. Yeah, thanks for sprucing up, by the way, to come here and do this. I came from work. You knew you're going to be, you knew, yeah, this is work. You're gonna, you knew you were going to be on camera. I mean, you look fine, but. I mean. <laughs> hey, don't look at me. You're the one asking for it. <laughs> I'm I dressed you... so casually, oh, though. That's okay. We're going to keep going Whatever, now. Whatever, man. We don't yeah. need. Rape is constant, according yes. to the Huffington Post. Now, if you're female between the ages of 11 and 19, chances are by the time I finish this sentence, you and all your friends will have been raped. Perhaps I could extend the sentence somewhat in order to postpone all those rapes, at least a few seconds, which might give you a chance to escape your rapist, but I, I can't go on much longer. I'm sorry. The sentence had to end at some point. I held him off as long as I could. Tell your friends I'm sorry. That's a little conceptual thing. Yeah. I'm sure you weren't actually raped. But if you were, I've got an airtight alibi right here. Well, we can't see you. Oh. I hear you. Throughout this special report, a lot of what I say will be on the topic of rape. And unfortunately, most of it will be in sentences. And <laughs> I'm going to finish them again and again. <laughs> now, believe it or not, uh, there are still people who insist that there's no correlation between sentences and rape. Please, the Nile is more than just a river in Egypt, baby. <laughs> it goes through Tanzania, Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, Ethiopia, and the Sudan. Just to name a few. I looked it up. Twitter surveys have shown fairly conclusively nearly 100% of rapists, and this is a, it's an amazing statistic, nearly 100% of rapists speak in sentences. Moreover, during the vast majority of rapes, rapists will in fact communicate with their victims using some combination of isolated words, uh, threatening gestures, sometimes with a weapon, and you guessed it, sentences. So with all that rape, police are out in force. They're taking a shit, dusting for prints, trying to get rapists. And uh, does that concern me? Not at the moment. You know, because uh, I'm not raping anybody, see? see? I think you're getting my point, though. Rape victimizes everybody. I mean, uh, there's 150 million American guys here who are not me. So anybody who's not on camera, suspect. Now, 55% of all rapes occur inside the victim's home. That's true, 55%. So why don't these victims just move? I mean, I don't want to blame the victim here, but if you knew half of all rapes happened in your place. But I just bought a condo. <laughs> you'd, you'd, it's so unfair. <laughs> you'd hang out, huh? I have no choice. I've got to give it a shot. I, I walk gotta... in and there happens to be somebody in my room after I swept my front stoop. You're like, I got a mortgage. I, this, is, this is me now. Yeah, I got to take the chance. I'm not 11 to 19, so that's always helpful. 11. Because you said that before. You're not 11 to 19. That's right. No. You're older than that. I am. I little. So I think you're still in that prime rape age. I feel like I'm still rape desirable. Well, this, this Brooklyn sicko suspected of raping an 82-year-old was arrested. He was caught, but it wasn't easy. He eluded the cops twice. His name's Asa Roberts, 18 years old at the time of the uh, incident. And uh, they caught him in, in, in Bedford-Stuyvesant, uh, or as we like to say, uh, bedlam Crimescent. There he is right there coming out. He says, look at me. I'm the Fonz. Uh, he, he, he looks like a good kid. He looks like a good kid. Oh, he looks like a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That's any, if you flank somebody with two guys like that and you're in handcuffs, then, yeah, he looks like a, he looks like a rapist and a painter, a house painter. <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> He's like, 
I was about to go paint houses. He uh, narrowly eluded officers. They, two separate Crown, High build, Crown Heights buildings. Detectives chased him to a building on Crown uh, Crown Street. You familiar? No. Let's go ahead to the uh, let's, the police report. Tells a bunch of better. This is News Channel 12. They got the graphic the and everything. The search is on for a man who hid inside an elderly woman's home and then raped her. News Soul Brooklyn reporter Katie Lusso in Coney Island with the details and a look at the suspect. And the victim, 82 years old, held hostage yeah, like and attacked in her very own home here in Coney Island. This happening yes. Monday around 2 o'clock in the morning. Take a look at this video. I like this the way she gives it the right sorrowful sound in case you don't know how to feel about it. Coney Island home while she was outside sweeping. They just started this with came inside her home. She went back inside oh, the apartment. They say she found mm -hmm. the man hiding in her bedroom. She's got that interesting way of talking. assaulted her and demanded money at knife point. The victim telling police she didn't have any money, but he stayed inside the apartment. But I do got that old pussy. That Hawaiian shirt. Queef and dust. Then took off with her umbrella and a bag filled with clothes. At the time, they say he was wearing a white t-shirt, gray sweatpants, and Converse sneakers. He is described as being between 20 and 30 years old, about five foot eight, 160 pounds, with an afro and a light beard. Now, police are asking that if you have any information or recognize that man, that you give them a call. As for the victim, well, she was taken to Kings County Hospital to be evaluated. That is the latest from here in Coney Island. I'm Katie Lasso, News 12, Brooklyn. News 12. So he's uh, he's that tall. That's what he's wearing, and uh, his cock smells like a tomb. <sighs> smells like a crypt. It's a man who does not smell good. I mean, there would have to be some kind of lube situation, too. I mean, he would have had to do something. I'd say it's probably the old uh, spit-in-the-hand technique. In the hand. It's like, yeah. I'm sure he was gentle. Four hours. Maybe that's why it took so long to try to work it in. It's hard to get her wet. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, the rain alone would be hard to get wet, right? And then you're 82. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on how uh, how much she was into it. You know, I mean, she was she must have been into it somewhat. She asked, she tried to cook him a meal, and so I think that indicate. I think that's basically the granny way of saying, you know, like, yeah, this could happen. I think it's like, please leave my house, and this is the only thing I have to offer you besides my vagina right now. Well, she gave him a bag of clothes, so that wasn't all she had. Offered. Although she, he took the clothes with him and her, and her umbrella. And her umbrella, yeah, she wants her umbrella back. People are so fucked. I don't. It's 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 a sorry world, isn't it? When it when is. when a when a guy is so lonely because of the way the chips are stacked against him that he's got to seek out the pleasures of the flesh in a way that's out of the realm of the lawful. Now he slipped past the cops a couple of times. Now he held her hostage for a long time. They blocked off a couple of whole streets. They had helicopters, dogs, everything. The whole goddamn precinct was out there. But you know what? Got away. Thanks to the help of his aunt and mother, somehow. Here's another interesting thing he did. He made her swear on a Jewish Bible. That was the way he put it. Swear on a Jewish Bible that she wouldn't call the police. And he what, what is a Jewish Bible? A Jewish Bible? Isn't that the Torah or no? The, yeah, the Torah, but I mean like... Uh, I think you could Google it. But he called it Jewish Bible. That's not it. <laughs> don't, don't try to do anything fancy now here because... That's not yeah, it. Oh, there's a Jewish Bible. Yeah. I don't think that's it either. <laughs> it's just Google. Just Google. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Complete Jewish Bible. The first thing that came up was the checkbook. but. Uh... Oh, the checkbook. Of course. I'm sorry to talk all over your punchlines there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's good you can make those images happen. A Jewish Bible. He also scattered her late husband's uh, teflon. Do you know what that is? No. Is that ashes? 
Uh, well, I think you're close. It's, uh, look up a Teflon definition on Google. Spelling? Well, wait. T-E-F-I-L-L-I-N. Teflon. Teflon. That's, uh, and, and, and I think that this is probably the worst offense that he did, you know. Worse than the rape. Worse than the... the he tire up, too. Teflon is a collective term for Jewish flack, flacketeries. Now, now, take that word that you just pronounced and, and, pu- and put in it into the dictionary on Google. A whole different language. Now, and, 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 and I want you to hit the pronu- pronunciation. Take your time. Phylactery, okay. <laughs> Phylactery. 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 He's, he's, that's the most exciting way to say that. Phylactery. What the hell is phylactery? What is it? Say it one more time. Phylactery. Yeah, what is that? Um, it's her husband's. It got scattered. It's like prayers and shit, right? There we go. Oh, Phylactery. Yeah. A small leather box containing Hebrew texts. Phylactery. <laughs> Worn by Jewish men at morning prayer. Phylactery. Phylactery. As a reminder to keep the law, ironically. I know, I know. Phylactery. All right. Well, uh, that's what happened. Phylactery. Thank you. Uh, I thought it was like ashes. It, it, yeah, but he, he just scattered some fucking papers. <laughs> so uh, he I felt so bad about that. And now I feel like, what the fuck? Who gives yeah, a I, shit? Well, those are sacred texts. I mean, all the guy left behind was some sacred texts and a Hawaiian shirt. And his wife's sacred vagina. And (laughs) Sacred is a good word for that. I feel like he would feel like her vagina was sacred. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good word for that. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, what if... uh, Then again, he might be kind of like, you know, hey, that's an earthly concern. You know what I mean? (laughs) I guess. Believe me, I'm dead. I know about these things. I know it. it's 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 a bad thing to get raped, but it's a worse thing to have your phylactery <laughs> scattered <laughs> by some phylactery. Yeah, by some young uh, guy who just doesn't really he doesn't seem to understand the whole the 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 whole fucking how bad this is. Now this guy actually has a prior conviction for sexually assaulting a eleven year old, a, a person under eleven, a child under eleven. Years ago, he was nine when he did that. He was nine. She was 11. And she was 11. Yeah, I think. At 11, she's probably pretty big compared to a nine-year-old little boy. So, yeah. So, so she had it coming is what you're saying. She wanted it. No, I'm not saying she wanted it, but I didn't know you I could even... You just said, really. You really do that at nine? I guess you could. You know, kids get really... Did uh, I think that different... Different people develop at different mm-hmm. rates and degrees. And, you know, uh, like uh, I, I had sex for the first time when I was 13, and I wasn't really ready for that, uh, but I did. She was 17. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And she said I was the best she ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was her, her, her girlfriend. No, no. Uh, she actually, uh, she was a runaway from Ohio, and she had a boyfriend who was fucking her or whatever. And, and uh, she goes, you know, now if you want to know anything about sex, you can go talk to her. And I was like, I really didn't plan on talking to this fucking, you know, some guy with a with an okay car, you know? <laughs> and he's, he, 
30s seems so old then. This guy was, in, he was like 36 years old. He's fucking some 17 year old. I'm supposed to go ask him for advice. Like, I'm 13. I'm already hitting this. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm ahead of the curve. So uh, he says, uh, well, he goes, the most important thing, man, is this. All right. Don't be afraid to eat pussy. He said, a woman's pussy is cleaner than her mouth. <laughs> okay. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, but I'm not going to lick her mouth for an hour. <laughs> Collectory. <Yeah. laughs> at 13. Yeah. At 13, I think, you know, we're oh, all pretty active. At I wasn't really good at, at eating pussy because I, I, I was a hole licker. I thought you were supposed to lick the hole, and it's not the hole. It's like I had to be directed. But the first girl liked it. Christy Degree liked me. I, I licked her hole. She's, she thought that was great. She didn't know what the hell she was talking about either. No, but I mean, I, I suppose it was, it's somewhat pleasurable. It's not going to get her off. Well, when you're young, it's like anyone touching any part of you, you're like, oh. It's all electric. So good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then like, and then uh, so Julie Farmer, she came along. This is a girl who would wear those kind of like gym shorts or like terry cloth, you know? Mm-hmm. Extremely revealing. My mom hated this fucking girl. Because she could tell, like, oh, yeah, you're going to fuck my son a lot. She could tell. And she did. She had giant tits. Uh, we used to, uh, she, she lived out in, like, uh, McMinn County. Was that me? What I do? What the fuck was that? Behind us. What was that? Was that, was that something in my throat that made that noise? It was, I th- could have been. McMinn County. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I licked her phylactery. <laughs> sounds so dirty. Uh, we would go to the barn. Where are you from, the barn? I'm from, like, South Carolina or Kentucky or something. I don't know, wherever <laughs> I'm from. We would go to the barn and have sex multiple times. Uh, it, was, it wasn't even her barn. It wasn't even her dad's barn. Some other guy's barn. This guy got in a lot of trouble. Asa Robert, 18 years old, now 20. And uh, that motherfucker is convicted. He was chilling with a lady in this building. She didn't even know that he was a rapist. She said she wasn't watching the news or anything to know what was going on. Yeah, he was hanging out with some She chick. didn't even know he was a rapist. Yeah. I, how would I know? I couldn't tell by his He was face. a painter. <laughs> <laughs> After six days of deliberation, a Brooklyn jury convicted him of breaking into the 82-year-old woman's house, sexually assaulting her for several hours. He faces up to 122 years in prison on rape, criminal sex act, burglary, robbery, and criminal trespass charges. They're going to get him on that, too. By the way, ever since he raped her, she's been in a wheelchair. And uh, I think that's something he can be proud of, you know? I mean, like, he... 82 didn't get her in a wheelchair. It was that fucking... He fucked her into like, I fucked you into a... Fucked her cripple. I mean, Just he's saying something. He'll be 82 sitting in jail still. That's pretty fucked up. That fucker will die in jail. Yeah, you know? he will. Until they until they figure out a way to change some of these cockamamie laws. <laughs> Was it worth it? Yeah, yeah that's a good thing. The last pussy he'll ever have is an 82-year-old's pussy. Oh, my God. Was it worth it? I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's the last piece of ass. Uh, but he, no, he was hanging out with that chick who didn't know he was a rapist. That was the last pussy you ever have. Well, do we know? He went out on a winter. We don't know. They were just watching TV or something. Yeah, they were just Netflix and ch- and then the cops came in. <laughs> yeah, just, before, before the they chill. Were so close. Yeah, they were they were just about to have a great time. That's it's a long time to go. To, now during deliberations, I have to mention there was one female juror, and she said that all the guys were ganging up on her, and that uh, they wouldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It's a, For a rape trial, it sounds especially bad. The one lone female juror alerted the court that she'd been bullied. And she went out and, and, and she started to tell the court officer she had something to read to him. And they goes, read it to the fucking judge. So she did. She read it to Justice Del Judas, Vincent Del Judas. He was alerted by juror number 10 at the Ace of Robert trial. She wrote a letter she wanted to share with him. She said, I can't. She said, I cannot go back in there. I don't know why I'm still talking like the judge. This is her talking still. She said, they're ganging up on me. Well, uh, here's what Justice Del Judas said. He said, everyone has a right to express their views and with respect. Everyone should be treated with respect and don't browbeat or be nasty. Now go in there and come back with a guilty verdict now. You know he did it. That's Vincent Del Judas Del right Judas. there. Tell me that's not how he talks. <laughs> that looks exactly like how he talks, yes. yeah. <laughs> I want you to treat each other with respect. <laughs> now you come back, and don't you come back till you can all say guilty. And I mean guilty for every offense. And uh, you know what? That's all he'd have to say, and there'd be a mistrial. Yeah, exactly. To try this fucker again. Asa One Robert. Trick. On the entire rape jury. How is that possible? Well, 2016, that we could have such an uneven jury. Uh, I guess shitty defense attorneys. That's fucking. Marissa, thanks for being here. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I wish me. we had to close out so quick. I have to go to Dangerfields. Dangerfields. That's where I go and do comedy sometimes. So, so, what should we be listening to? And I'm going to let you do a pitch this time. I'm not going to cut you off or anything. I'm going to like let you say everything you want to say about the shows you do. Okay. Well, you should listen to Serious Chris arrives, everybody. <laughs> hey! I nice. really just plugged myself. Why do I got to plug my channel? Yeah, all right. All right. Well, you should be very proud of it. It's, it's really impressive. I, I mean, hardly anybody when they're 23 is an executive producer of a, of a channel and, and has their own home. You're, you're very successful. You're very uh, bright, and you have a, a huge future ahead of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, yeah. So your channel is... Uh, Serious XM Rush 93. Best combat sports coverage out there. Um, and also... Follow me at mrevisx3 on all Snapchat. You can see the right angles on how to take a picture. Oh, that's right. And not like the, you know, you get to pull up one photo, and then just when you start getting interested, see, here we go. See, that's a pretty good picture of me. I like that picture. Go ahead and play the out music, and this will be, this will take us out. We'll, we'll look at all the erotic photos. <laughs> Marissa Rivas. Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Uh, what's the other one? I've Me and my friend have fucked around with them a little bit, but um, it's just so weird and not fun. Why I don't not? know. It's strange. It's like, who are these people? Well, there are people that, you know, want to meet people in person. No, but yeah, I don't need to go online to just fuck. <laughs> I mean, to meet someone like interesting, like that you want to date, is different. Really? That's the you hard. Can't thing. meet somebody like fuck that. Is easy. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> fuck is easy. <laughs> me and my friends can be like, shooting this, we're right? gonna go out and fuck. Yeah, I think yeah. good. Yeah. We could. What? Well, Any moment. That, that, that's you and your friends say that we're gonna go out and fuck. No, I'm saying that we could say. I mean, there's been times where we're. We know we're going out with the intention of fucking, yeah. But you don't say it. 
to each other. Yeah. You know, we just have, we have like our rules and our, our going out. Oh, you have rules. What are your rules? If we, well, we don't want to like leave each other. Well, I mean, no, you, you're okay. We're okay with leaving each other, but there's like, you have to answer your phone. We try to always come home together. Oh yeah? At the very least, even if it's like 6 a.m. We try to- Wait, wait, wait. How do you go out and fuck? but then all come home together. Well, you, you fuck, and then you say goodbye, and then you meet up with your friends, and you get in the bus, and you go back to Jersey. In the bus? The, uh, what do you call it, the jitney? At that time of night, it would have- $5 jitney. jitney? $3 jitney. What? Yeah. It's a, okay, so- Close Jersey. You're talking about, uh, what, East New York? No, West New York? Not far from West New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cuban neighborhood. A place of, uh, where they have, like, a, the most depressing bakery I've ever seen. Which bakery is that? I don't know, Cubano something probably. It's got like <laughs> a, it's like a, <laughs> a <laughs> picture of a Barbie up and everything. You know, they're like, get, get your kid a cake with a Barbie on it. It's a real, yeah. and it's not even a real Barbie. It's like you know, <laughs> there's really good food in West New York, actually. Yeah. In Jersey, in general. Plantons. Um, what? Have plantons. Plantons? Is that how like, we say I it now? I sound like I'm from uh, space. Platanos. Plantons. It's either plantains or yeah, plant platanos. I, I always heard plantains. From who? I, from my Spanish ex-girlfriend who lived over there. That's how, how do you think? I didn't just go over there and hang out. You know, I mean, there has to be a strong draw. Oh, she lived in West New York. Yeah. <laughs> you said over there, like she was like some ethnically diverse person. She just happened to live in West New York. Like that's not that diverse. Well, I mean, it, it is. It's but... very Cuban, is what I, was my understanding. No, I mean, it's very Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah, she was that. Union City. She was Spanish, uh, from Spain. Spain. Yeah, with lisp and all that stuff. Oh, yeah? Catalan, that's what they spoke. And she told you they were called what? Plantons. Plantons. She was just messing with you. I think she was trolling you. Yeah, well, she was bananas, trolling right? me the whole time, you know. <laughs> so. The bananas? Well, oh, the bananas? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, they're like potatoes, but wrapped in a banana peel. It's a trick. Plantanos. I never find it. Yeah, they're not that sweet. I don't like them. I don't like them either. It's too, it's too much. You know what I like to do, though, is get that corn on the cob they put on the grill. That's very You do good. those uh, street fairs that they're all the goddamn same, aren't they? They really are. In the city, it's just like little duplicates. Yeah. They, they, they're trying to, like, stop some of that shit now and yeah, make them more, like, uh, localized and stuff, you know, and only allow so much of this and so much of that. But you know what? You can't stop those people from coming down and selling their socks. Yeah, I mean, even like you go to a flea market, there's a really good flea market in uh, the Meadowlands in Jersey. Mm -hmm. And in the, when you first walk in, there's like the people who are like, it's their business. They're like, they're, it's like not like they're selling their own crap. But if you go to the middle of the flea market, it's like just people who rent a plot and it's like a, a hundred garage sales in one spot. Yeah, that's where all that's the hope is. I like. yeah. I, I, yeah, that's where you're going to find all the good stuff. Everything else is just like people selling brushes and hair things and it's like their business. You know what I mean? Like brushes and hair things. What kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of hair, uh, what do you call it? Uh, now, the notions. Have you ever seen it called that? Notions? Notions. That's a, like an old-fashioned drugstore, and they have like toothpaste, shampoo, hair notions. No. No? I don't know that. Uh, you know what? You, you're probably one of those people. You go to the drugstore, you get your plan B, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Last result. Ever result. used that? <laughs> yeah. Plan B. Yeah. Not so. often. <laughs> you don't have. You don't keep it on. No, that's really hand. just last last resort, and usually it's not our fault. What do you mean? Somebody just fucking didn't pull the Someone nut. Someone screwed up. Yeah. 
It's a mistake. It's a mistake pill. It's amazing how much you can get away with just from pulling out. It really <laughs> it's really is. not a good method. It's a young person's method, I think. Why is that? Well, I would never do that now. I mean, when I was You're a younger, young person now. No, I'm, I'm way too old to make those damn excuses anymore. Are you kidding me? I tell you what, I pulled out my whole... I, I used condoms my whole first marriage. That's how much we loved each other. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, I know. Well, we didn't want to... You know what it was? Back then, oh, I love saying back then. I say it to Ryan Katsu Rivera, Asian Pat Dixon all the time. I say, you don't know what it was like back then. It was uh, the AIDS era. I mean, when AIDS first came out, people were really scared. Yeah. I mean, it was like... Everybody gives uh, Eddie Murphy shit for calling him, you know, like saying, I don't want any faggots looking at my ass, you know, and you know, your girlfriend come home with AIDS on her lips and all that. That's my best Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Very good. And, uh, you know, they hadn't ruled that out at the time. I'm talking about the, the fucking Center for Disease Control and the, the AMA yeah. thought, hey, your girlfriend might come home with AIDS on her lips. Nobody thought, knew. Yeah, you get it from food and shit. Yeah. They thought. Rent's my favorite musical. It makes you feel any better. It's all about AIDS. You know, I've never seen that before. <gasps> my tattoo. Seen I have my only tattoo is because of Rent. What is it? No day but today. And that's from that's a song. It's a big yeah. It's a song in Rent, and it's a, just a concept throughout. Oh, uh, no day but today. Yeah, especially if you have AIDS. No day but today. Especially back then. No day but today, and today's not that great either. <laughs> today's kind of crappy. Yeah, I got a lot too. of diarrhea and sores. <laughs> but now they have that it's pill. The third verse. They have that pill that. You can just take it. It prevents it now. Really? HIV. Cyanide. <laughs> it's, it's great. No, like young gay men, like they're all on it. It's just a preventative measure for HIV. It's like groundbreaking. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if your producers want to look it up. I don't know the name of it, mm. but it's it is something that like the gay community is has embraced and yeah. It's like birth control. Well, I, but well, for I can see why they'd embrace it. <laughs> it's like it's about time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, look. I mean, we didn't have even HIV, uh, HPV. They hadn't even figured that shit out yet. Now they got that. You just give these girls like a little bit of something, you know, and then vaccines. they can they can they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I grew up with those vaccines. I was young enough, at, you know, when they first came out with that. So you got that. Yeah. So no warts for you. No. You can. No. You don't even have to be careful. I guess for HPV purposes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know so about people, everything else. People never, you'd be surprised who I talk to in green green rooms and comedy clubs and, and, and someone go, no man, I wore a condom, you can't get herpes with a condom. And uh, they're not all black, I just did that voice, but <laughs> uh, that, yeah, it's true, you can though. I don't really know, I mean. You can get herpes with a condom. And you get herpes with a condom? I don't have herpes, but you can because it's like, if uh, there's an outbreak, it's not, there's your, I mean like unless you're fucking, only out. the condom is touching all the. But the, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Condom never slips on me, you know. Because, uh, but uh, I mean, I'm talking about when you're bumping, you know, your nuts against some, some girl's uh, taint. Yeah. You know, you I can, can see how that could. She can get her, problematic. She's get taint herpes if you got it. <laughs> I don't know. Herpes. It's such a nice conversation, but it really is. Have you ever had any like sort it. of a social disease? I I had oh. the clap one time. What is what the clap? This chlamydia. Is, that's okay. That's chlamydia. It's specifically chlamydia, and it's very easy to get rid of. And uh, you know, people don't even get mad about it. Some of them. Because you can just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to make a couple of calls. It's uh, terrible though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Terrible. You get a shot. That's it, or something. Yeah, I guess I got a shot or a pill. I think they gave me a couple of pills. I don't even remember. I went to the clinic, and hell, that shit was gone just like that. Did it, it didn't even hurt. Was there? Yeah. What are the side effects of chlamydia? Uh, well, you see, I, 
fortunately, the person who told me about it told me early, so I didn't have to experience them. Uh, but it's like a pain, uh, painful urination kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, your dick swells up to twice its regular size. I'm like, I don't need it. What, what do I need with the seven-inch dick, right? Yeah. Three and a half is just fine. Yeah. I mean, I, so uh, I, I guess I got lucky. I got tested one time for uh, gonorrhea, and it wasn't even necessary. I think they just wanted to do the test. We were talking about that the other night. And, well, I mean, what's the test? Like a blood test? Or? No, no, oh. it's not that. It's 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 like uh, there, there's a woman and she says, okay, what she told me to do is uh, she said, milk your penis five times uh, slowly. And I said, well, you know, you're the nurse. Why don't you milk my penis? <laughs> and uh, and she's like, so I did it. And, and then she took this, uh, like, it was about like that. Can we get a close-up of that? Can we pull in for it? Thank you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but they shove it. Right in your dick hole. Ooh. And I, I, my dick hole was a modest-sized dick hole, you know what I mean? Like a, you, is there a range of different dick hole sizes? Is that something that is also now a thing? Like, oh, my dick hole's huge. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about my dick hole. I, I, I guess it's come to that. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to measure everything, so. Right. Yeah. If we're just going to sit here and measure dick holes, <laughs> it wouldn't be a particularly good thing, really, to have a big dick hole. Not, not particularly good or bad, I don't think. The point is, your dating life is non-existent. That's what's important. You yeah. don't, you won't do, you won't do Tinder. I won't do Tinder. And that's a, and and see, I never did Tinder either. That's just a hookup thing. Well, I mean, I think when I first started, people thought that it was not. And then there's the other ones. Like I, I have one in my phone. Like me and my friend will mess around. Like the one where the guy, uh, the chick has to message mm -hmm. the guys. Mm -hmm. And that one's stupid too. I mean, if guys figured out how to beat it, how? You just say yes to everybody, and then when they come back to respond, like, hey, we matched, you go, mm, nah. You still don't respond. <laughs> so we still get dicked in the end. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're there for. It's Women sad. are there to get dicked. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, of course, dating always benefits women. That's why women can make less money, because guys are always paying for everything. Oh, I, you know, I just had this conversation at work today, and it's it's really changed. And I don't know how old you are, but and you're married so 46 and married i'm out of the fucking game 46 and married and it's your second marriage third third marriage so you really haven't dated just like casually in a while well i haven't dated casually since we uh, see my wife and i only had our first date february 2015. Oh, we yeah, got married, married real quick november 2015. So we locked it down smart hey i mean it was yeah I, I didn't want to go through another long fucking relationship Boarding. where you just kind of go <laughs> Should we get married now? It seems like the appropriate thing to do. So uh, yeah, we 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 were all caught up in the romance, and uh, and we did it, and and I, it's the best thing I ever did. I, it's, it, I I've been married two times. This feels like the first one. It's crazy because I mean, you would think that you kind of would be over the whole marriage thing. Mm -hmm. I was. But she changed things. That's that's awesome. That's yeah, what yeah. You hope for that's like the story that they they sell you that that's gonna happen. You're gonna meet someone. You're gonna be like, this is it. This normally, is the right thing. Yes, normally, and, and normally I would go like, nah. But yes, that's exactly what it is. And uh, we we just are sort of like, what's 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 the word for it? Like uh, we're like blood brothers. You know, <laughs> we're really tight as fuck. I always thought that I I mean that I respected every woman that I was with. I always treated them with respect, but. I didn't know the meaning of respect until I lived with a woman who was two inches taller than me. And then you, you're you sort of like forced into this like default position of like physical kind of like <laughs> sizing her up, you know, going like, could I take her? 
because every other girl I've been with, I feel like, yeah, obviously I could easily, yeah. I could, yeah. I mean, there's never been one where where it would have been like even there was one who tried to murder me. By the way, today my anniversary of not being killed. <gasps> Yay! Yep, January fourth, thirteen years ago, nearly shot in an IHOP parking lot, and now here I am alive. I, I cheated death, and sometimes I think, wow, you know. Maybe it's a wonderful lifestyle. Just how miserable Mandy Statmiller would be without me. Oh, uh, she should be. She should be so grateful. Taking me out to dinner tonight. But I was gonna say though, yes. it's this day and age. Like women offer to pay way more than you think. Like I, I mean, I've. But if you let them, they won't fuck you. That's not true. Look at the way you said that. Look, <laughs> you I, know it's true. I'm pretty progressive. I do think on the first date, just because you. It's hot when a man takes control. Whether we're equal or not, it's, it's always going to be hot to a woman if a man takes control. And I think on the first date, you pay. But on the second date, let's split the bill. And then maybe eventually, or like say we go for drinks and dinner. Mm-hmm. Let me pay for the drinks, and then you pay for dinner. So that at least I feel like I contributed. Yeah. Um, and then you can pay for the more expensive part of the meal. You see, that's not, that, that is not your contribution to make. That's the Why wrong contribution. Your contribution is to make the guy feel like a million bucks. And you can do that too. I mean, that should be a part of it ah, as well. Ah, no, 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 no. I don't know. Not with the money thing. That's what makes the guy feel like a, you know, he saves up his money if he's poor and if he's rich, he's just blowing cash. But like, I, I the first date's gonna be cheap anyway. It's gonna be coffee. No. Come on. What are you like a real for date? Coffee on a first date. Well, I mean, not what? that I've dated much. I really haven't been on many first dates. I'll be honest. Yeah. Maybe like three. Joking. No. Uh, you, you're a weirdo, Marissa. Yeah, that, that's not a lot of dating. It's not a lot of dating. Why not? Well, I met my uh, my ex-boyfriend at 21. Mm. Before that, it was kind of like, you know, you, you just date people you know from town almost, like people you went to high school with. Like, even then, I didn't, it, it was nothing serious. And then I dated him for four years, and then only at 25, for the last two years, really, have I been single and a like adult enough to want a date. And, yeah, that's when you, know? you start enjoying it. Yeah, I wasn't that way until I was uh, in my forties. Well, hey. <laughs> single had a I had a prolonged single period in my thirties, and then in my forties, I've had one marriage per decade: twenties, thirties, and forties. And uh, I'm fucking done. <laughs> See, my first wife left me. I left my second wife. But if this wife tries anything like that, I'll kill her. <laughs>